Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to a special Thursday edition of Birds All Day. Uh, Thursday, like, you'll be listening to it on Thursday? Yeah. Even though we're recording it here technically on on Wednesday. My name is Drew Ferris, and we are here, of course, on Birds All Day, talking about your Toronto Blue Jays, as as we do every week. Uh, one of the days. Sometimes it's a Thursday, other times it's a Wednesday. Joining me to talk about their, those Toronto Blue Jays, uh, as always. Old reliable. Mr. Andy Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I'm alright. You're doing, doing well. I'm doing well. We've been doing a lot of procrastinating. Yeah, we have. Sitting here. Not, well, you know, <laughs> doing our prep, as we do. Yeah. Had to watch the Red Sox lose. That was good. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Had to talk about Brett Laurie. <laughs> He's an insane person. He's an insane person. Yeah. It's crazy the way his <laughs> major league career has transpired. Because he can't really hit, still. Yeah. He did that one time for a little while. That was always his thing. He could always hit. Now he can't. Yeah. What he can do? Be kind of a lunatic. <laughs> I tweeted, I retweeted someone the other day. I said he made a game-saving catch, uh, presumably against Cleveland, and then turned to their section and said, go watch the Cavs. His whole aesthetic is so wild. With his, mouth, his goggles and the mouth thing. He's yeah. a wild man. It's... That's one word for it. And his Instagram videos of him dunking and doing like 60 inch box jumps. Impressive. He's an impressive uh, specimen. He's an impressive bro. He, well, he, he is the lord and master. <laughs> I think so. He is. Are we going to have more uh, Game of Thrones? I was trying to think of like a Game of Thrones thing. I feel like Game of Thrones spoilers should be our new. I, well, I, I mentioned it. Mm-hmm. We talked about a couple weeks ago Game of Thrones. And then I mentioned it on Twitter. Then I had a couple people being like, I need to know. Like, do, are are there spoilers? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Which I get. I get. It's the the hustle. Yeah. No Game of Thrones spoilers. This I week. wouldn't know if it was a spoiler or not. Spoil. Here's my spoiler. I think I may have said this before. The show's dumb. It's terrible. I can't see how it couldn't be terrible. Well, last week's episode was pretty cool, mostly because it was like that's what it was. Instead of it was don't just, no spoilers. It was just plot. Okay. Which usually there's there's, there's prelude to plot. Last week was the one where it's all Just plot. plot. Uh, speaking of the plot, it looked as though the Blue Jays lost the plot. Oh, very nicely done. Uh, losing a couple, losing a couple games here and there. Losing one of the uh, the hideous uh, and odious Arizona Diamondbacks. Just garbage. They're they're not so bad. They've been playing better. They have that guy who plays first base. He's real good. America's first baseman, Paul Goldschmidt. What a monster. He's very good. Uh, the, I will say the the weird uniforms with the green and shit in them. Yeah. Growing on me a little bit. All right, <laughs> they're, be, they're growing on me because they're at least they're only one color, as opposed to the ones that look like they're wet. Right. Yeah. The, the ones wet that ones look are, like wet paint. Yeah, those are bad. Those are pretty bad. Those are very bad. Uh, all of them. Yeah, uh, contract all. the Diamondbacks. Yeah, happily. Yeah. Or expand to Las Vegas. Um, that's, what the, that's what all the cool leagues are doing. If there's one thing I think of, it's like uh, there's not enough hockey. <laughs> there's never enough. I need to see, you know, Columbus and Florida sleepwalking through a game in why, March. Why, why would you want a good player on the fourth line? There's more than enough good players. <laughs> I'm not worried about the lack of talent. The talent. I mean, it would if there were fewer teams, it would be different. But there's the replacement level is replacement level. Yeah, they'll be right. the guys they're going to dig up will be the same as the guys that are there now. Especially now that there aren't any more goons. That's nice. That's been a nice change. More jobs in the PA. Think about it that way. Yeah. 
Good for them. All those analytics guys getting jobs. Have a whole new department to fill. Somebody said, I saw a tweet today that said apparently seven current assistant GMs had already fired off their resume to the guy who like won the franchise. Hey, hey man, what? build your team up. Why not? I don't know. Play in an empty barn every night. Really, we're talking about Las Vegas hockey. Good for us. Good for us. Yeah. In the intro. Yeah. When usually we do this. Usually we do the big spiel where we say we talk about the Blue Jays. Not hockey or Game of Thrones, usually. Uh, so if you like the Blue Jays and you like to hear us talk about uh, the Toronto Blue Jays playing baseball as they do, uh, then you can subscribe to us on iTunes at itunes.com slash birds all day. And when you do subscribe, then drop us a review, give us a rating, uh, do all those good things that help us help you. You know, that's that's what it's all about. And, and of course, we are uh, powered by Patreon. Our our uh, listeners are, are, have graciously supported us for 67-odd uh, episodes. Uh, which is amazing. Truly is, yeah. And Very we generous. thank each and every person who has headed over to patreon.com slash birds all day and shot us a couple bucks a month. It's all painless. Do it with your credit card. Uh, I don't think Very painless. Very, Very painless. painless. And uh, it keeps us going, keeps us motivated, and keeps us churning out this highest of high quality content uh, with mild Game of Thrones spoilers and <laughs> completely, like, savagely uninformed hockey commentary. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Which is what... Which is what you pay you the big bucks for. I think so. You get to be, you know, you get to be famous when you do a podcast like this, such that you have guys tweeting at you later on in the day, they saw you sleeping on the subway in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt, like, embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I, had, I didn't do anything wrong. What's wrong with sleeping on the subway? It's not, it wasn't like it was, you know, 7 o'clock it's in the morning. It's not your home. It wasn't like yeah. I was drunk. Yeah. Uh, I saw a guy asleep on the subway on the way home not too long ago. It wasn't that late. And I was like, man, that guy's like, he's having a good snooze. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped paying attention until I heard him like horribly crash, like oh. <laughs> hit his head right on the floor. And then I realized yeah. he was very, very drunk. Right. He wasn't hurting anybody. He was just not. Well, he didn't happen to crash into anybody. Not with his. No, he crashed into the floor with his head. Yeah. Uh, it was awesome. Could have been somebody's eye. Someone could have put their eye out. Yeah. No, that's pretty good though. But yeah, the Patreon thing. Thank you again for Thank everyone them. who's taking care of the Patreon. Yeah. So I don't know, we'll talk and about the Blue Jays. More, more of you. Come on. Come Tell on your in. friends. Come on Say, in. Hey, you, my <laughs> ritzy friend, I see you throwing money around when you don't, where it doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. You know where it belongs? In the sweaty mitts <laughs> of these two self-indulgent, self-styled baseball animals. That's right. Yeah. Uh, because frankly, we do. Uh, we'll talk about what's going on with the team. Injuries. Guys coming, guys going. Uh, team getting healthier. Team still looks pretty good. You know, they lost yeah. three games in a row, but it's like baseball good. teams do that sometimes. Yeah, doesn't mean they're not good. Doesn't Josh Donaldson be. might be good. Edwin might be pretty good. All those players. Uh, Troy Tulitsky, he might be good. Ooh, that bullpen. That that Floyd to Store and to Grilly to Osuna. That's just that seamless stuff right there. Lockdown. <laughs> Is it almost? <laughs> I'm still not gonna give. Drew Storen would have to pitch like Andrew Miller for me to even acknowledge that he's pitching like Drew Storen. Right. Like, he's still he's so far gone in my mind that even though he's dropped his ERA almost in half, all the way down to like 550, <laughs> he's still trash. It's looked a little better lately, though. Yeah. It's good that he see, they, at least they're sort of selling, selling into roles, mm-hmm. which will be interesting when, as we'll talk about, 
guys are the comings and goings. Um, so we'll talk about injuries, comings and goings. Mm. Talk about guys who are hitting the ball or the snot out of it. Yeah. I guess is what I should say. Sure. And maybe we'll 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 hit the old low hanging fruit. There was an interesting news story today. Came out of the Miami Herald. <laughs> oh, that Clark one, yeah. Spencer, who is like legit. It's not. Oh, yeah. It's not baloney. No. Um, and if he's, I am of the mind that if he wrote it, he heard it. Like it's not just made up. But we'll talk about that Miami Herald story and what it, the implications of that Miami Herald story. Pretty, they're pretty wild, really. This is what we call a spoiler or a mm-hmm. teaser. Yeah. In the business, not a spoiler. Spoiler would be telling you what we're talking about. Yeah. If you don't already know. Uh, but we'll talk about that and so much more on this edition of Birds All Day. Alright, so we'll do some housekeeping here. On this edition of Birds All Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one item is Jose Bautista on the disabled list for at least two weeks. With the very poorly named injury turf toe. Yeah. Which... Means you hurt your toe. Means you hurt your toe. Yeah. But it gives rise to the... The... You know, Gregory Campbell would have played school of, oh my God, of analysis. Yeah. That poor... Scott MacArthur, yes, TSM, that, is losing yeah. his mind. It does, it does bother him quite a lot. It's because very it's li- extremely stupid. Yeah. It's extremely stupid. Yeah. Uh, is it Gregory Campbell with a plate? Is that the meme? Who is that? Some Bruin yeah, with can, a hole in his face. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know who the hell it is. More hockey here on Birds All yeah. Day. Buds All Day, bud. Oh, uh, fucking right. <laughs> yeah, that sucks that Jose Bautista's is hurt. Uh, maybe he could maybe use a little, a little bit of a rest. He's not looking quite like himself of late. No. But uh, still, you hate to lose him because despite he, his value and contributions, Ezekiel Carrera remains bad. That is true. That is true. He lo- did the pitch talks this week in Peterborough. Uh, Stephen Brunt was there. He's probably said this on the radio too. But he, uh, but he, he pointed out that Jose Batista sort of looked like uh, what you might think old Jose Batista would look like at the start of the year here a little bit. You know, the defense, it's, go, it's going. It's not great. It's never never was great, but... Uh, I don't know, yeah. Just didn't look himself. Looked like a guy just a little bit behind where you would expect him to be like you might for someone who's playing in his age 35 year. There, I saw some people who have been like, that looks slow, which I have a really hard time with. I don't, yeah. I mean, I I can't say with any kind of honesty or credibility that I would be able to eyeball it like, oh, that looks slow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you could see it sometimes, like a guy, you know, but that's... Like a Jason Veritek. I remember watching Jason Veritek at the end of his career where it's like, yeah, no, he looks, his bat is slow. He's if, like cheating. If he's cheating, yeah, yeah, you can tell, I think, yeah. But, but I, it's not what I would accuse Jose Bautista of, and he's not striking out a lot. Oh, he's still getting all the walks. The yeah. power hasn't quite been there. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's something wrong with him. I don't, well, now obviously there is, but before that, uh, but my thinking had been, you know, there's still a lot of season for which to, uh, in which he can turn it around, and I would fully expect him to do that. Uh, but now he's got this thing where he's going to be out with the turf toe for a while. Uh, with a foot injury. 
Yeah, I said, you know, I wrote about it and said, if you look at two weeks down the line from when they were announcing it, which mm-hmm. is, you know, already he'd been on the DL for five days. Think about rehab games, even if the best case scenario is that uh, everything's fine, he's ready to resume baseball activity as soon as he's out of that walking boot. Uh, it's still going to be tough to get him back before the All-Star break, so just let him Why keep rush? resting. Yeah. Let him, it's, uh, you need him to be right. He needs himself to be right if he wants to achieve the things in the offseason that he presumably wishes to achieve, mm-hmm. uh, which the offseason notwithstanding. They want to make the playoffs. They need him to be good, not just back. Yeah. And if you have that little natural break in there to get your body right and get your toe right and your hip and other things that have bothered you over the years or of in recent years, take it. It's almost like you're talking about too low at this point, who's looked pretty good coming back from the DL, albeit in four games. Hit a home run on a 94-mile-an-hour pitch today. That's good. Which is, as regular listeners of Birds All Day know, that's been the thing that I'm always, like, why throw too low anything slow? <laughs> right. But uh, he's actually hit the shit out of the ball since he's been back. Yeah. Which, which is also important when you watch guys do rehab assignments, not to worry about the stat line in the guy's rehab assignment. I think that's a fair a fair point. Like I think if we if you give, <laughs> I think if you give Troy Tulowitzki a good month in in low A, in the in the Florida State League, he'd probably put up some pretty god. I numbers. think that would be correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's still really good. Yeah, as sort a team. Of, uh, yeah. <laughs> it just is what level is that? He's still better than a ball. Yeah. Uh, they how. Hard to believe they haven't missed a beat without having Ryan Goins in the lineup every day. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, weird. Weird uh, stuff. Uh, Devin Travis looks better again. So we'll just we're just we're just going around a little yeah. bit, I guess. He had like a, I think he had a couple strikeouts and no for four today, but that's the end of an eight game hitting streak. It was hitting everything for for eight games, and this is not long into him being back. You, uh, Lots of good stuff for you Ryan, shared a, a link Travis. today. I didn't see this the first time around. Mm-hmm. And Mike Farron of, yeah. of the Diamondbacks radio broadcast, he dug up for you about how bad. I, I didn't realize that how bad Travis's shoulder was. Like, I knew it was bad. He missed a huge amount of time. Yeah. But that. But that James Andrews wouldn't go in. A guy who, like, how many shoulders and elbows has he been inside to, mm-hmm. like, like, do surgeries on? Uh, I mean, it's a different type of one, right? Like, isn't it something. It wasn't. I should probably have this, you know, during our prep time. Well, I should have pulled this up. But it was like there were bones that didn't fuse. He, right? had, he had almost like an extra non-fused bone that had that just sort of floated in his in his shoulder. Yeah. And it was going to, prov- you know, prove to be a more complicated procedure and something that there could have potentially been risk for long-term um, yeah. impairment or yeah. disability or whatever. Like you quality of life shit with yeah. your actual ability to use your shoulder and... It's so it's so easy to forget that stuff, and you know, uh, uh, Glenn Perkins, the the Twins closer, he is having shoulder surgery, and he came out and said the exact same thing. Like, he, I'm having surgery that's almost for sure going to like change the quality of my my life down the road. Like he yeah. he could just walk away, right? But he also was talking about pride, and he doesn't want to be the overpaid guy. But that's he said that's not what I am. Because he's getting paid to do nothing. Well, he might be. He might end up being. I guess he could walk away, though, yes, like you said. I don't think that he will do that. No. But yeah, but uh, it's crazy that Devin Travis, a guy who was, you know, never played a AAA, really, yeah, was facing that sort of, like, career mortality so quickly. And now he's back, and he's swinging the bat well, and he still looks great. He's a 
Yeah. He's a very ideal second baseman as far as I'm concerned. He's yeah, he's not fire hydranty in, in in his yeah. build, and it's not going to play anywhere else. Nope. So, and so you still have good. Barney and Goins to play defense where you need them. Uh, Darwin Barney, the, the, who was it? Was it Arden that had a story about Barney and and Zeke just being like I like to call him Zeke, yeah, <laughs> just providing nice contributions off the bench where they're required. Yeah, that's a. It, you hate to hear like the backup quarterback syndrome stuff that I think people kind of get into and especially got into last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys cooled off significantly enough uh, as Tulo was coming back that we really didn't have that, uh, which is good because yeah, they're just they're they're good backups. They're maybe not ideal backups. You know, you might like a backup is, who could right? hit a little bit better than that. But if if I if a guy can play defense like those guys and hit better, he's not a backup anymore. And, and I think as it always comes down to, when you have backups, the quality of the backup, obviously it's nice to have the luxury of having a nearly everyday player as your backup. Mm-hmm. A guy who has the quality that could do it when pressed into duty. But if you need two weeks of Darwin Barney or spot starts of Darwin Barney, and given these odd handfuls of, of chances, he takes advantage of them and like manages to hit in a way that's not consistent with Ezekiel Carrera or Darwin Barney's <laughs> true talent, as yeah. it were. That's that's what that's the kind of stuff that helps teams remain competitive when they over the span of a long season. Yeah, absolutely. Frankly, where you know a guy goes down and you miss out on his production and everything goes to shit. It's nice where you can get something. It's like the third siren I've heard here. You know. Detours. Detours complicating the birds all day it's recording true. process. It's true. As well as the lives of people on here in your sleepy West End <laughs> street. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's really nice. And it, again, it's it's the kind of thing that, as we saw at the beginning of the year, when you have holes, bottomless pit, zeros in the lineup, it's really hard to win. So when you are getting production, you know whether or not you expect it to, to be sustained beyond the time of injury or beyond the end of the day, from Barney or from Carrera, from whomever else. It's nice. It's a nice luxury. It's a nice way to keep the season going. Uh, speaking of keeping the season going, how about uh, Michael Saunders? Yeah, starting to get a lot of attention. It's crazy. I mean, I, I was asked about this at that, the same pitch talks. Uh, you know, Saunders has been terrific, obviously. Uh, and I, I think I said something like, you know, well, people never really thought. The issue so much was, you know, Saunders' talent and Saunders' ability to produce on the field. It was his ability to stay on the field and be healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nobody thought Michael Saunders was this. He's like, he's making himself some money. I know it's like a bit of a joke that uh, teams are a little more savvy than to just look at one season's worth of data before they start handing out big free agent contracts or changing their valuations on guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think Michael Saunders is making himself some money. He's going to price himself out of the Jays' uh, plans, most likely. I Which like, is fine, because yeah. you know what? Do what you're doing right now. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing on a maybe more micro scale with a guy like Barney and Carrera. On a more macro, like year to year, you're like, oh, maybe Michael Saunders doesn't figure into the Blue Jays' plans. Maybe he does. Maybe yeah. he's a guy that they say, we want to be in the Michael Saunders business. We were ready <laughs> to trade him. But yeah. he's... Sh- and I think when you see a guy like Saunders who has all the tools, who looks the part, looks good in the uniform... Uh, when he finally puts it together, it's like, well, yeah. So that that's True. the kind of guy that may not trick, but may coax a few extra dollars out of a front office that 
that has long had their eye on him because mm-hmm. that's how those things work. They've always got they've got their giant magnet board, and there's a name on there. Then every every team has always got their guy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, I love Sonda. Love his game. Love his swing. Love his approach. Heard a lot of good things about him. Oh look at him. He's he's really hitting the ball well. You know he's he's it's all coming together. Mm-hmm. Back up the truck. But again, that that's not necessarily like the thing that you and I fall into these habits. I think mm. where we're always looking to the future. Yeah, that's because true. the present is always grim and sad <laughs> and not worth reflecting on. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, Michael Saunders has turned himself into a middle of the order bat for a playoff contender. Yeah, which is great. It's really outstanding. Yeah, and. It's, it's great that he's not an angel right now, uh, because <laughs> really no one should ever be an angel. They should be perhaps contracted. Yeah, that would be fair, I think, also. They might be as bad off as any team has ever been in terms of like the future, especially when you consider the fact that they have the best player in the world. It's quite staggering, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it really is. It really is. I mean, it's a different game. It's not... LeBron can't go and block everything for the for the Angels, you know. That was crazy. That was, of course, crazy. By the way. But yeah, you can't, but yeah, no, he can, you can't I mean, funnel Trav- plays to, to, yeah. to, to Mike Trout. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, or, even, even if you could, the Angels would somehow find a way to fuck it up. <laughs> I would not want Mike social calling plays, given even half an opportunity. Uh, no, it's 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 good. It's so fun to have Michael Saunders look like this. It's great to have a guy who is obviously beloved instantly because of his passport. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps have a career year in. You know, it's just, it's just really nice. It's we've again going back over the years. These are the kind of things that you say that if you when you want to, you know, make the playoffs, you need to get. Career years out of guys. So last year, was, you, know, yeah. you get a career year out of Pilar. Colabello. Career year out of yeah. Colabello. You got a career year out of probably, well, not necessarily a career year out of Donaldson because he's doing it again now. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. But like, yeah, you, you get those career years. You get those bench contributions that help you kind of cobble the season together. Uh, and that's where we are right now. So you're getting like monster production out of, out of Saunders. So much more than like even like whoever... Colabello could have ever produced, but oh god, yeah, it's great. And yeah. It's keeping the Jays competitive, and again, here in June into July, it's all you would want. They have the division lead is right there. The division, the, nobody in this in this division is any good in terms of like being great. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, if one team really sort of steps on the gas and has a crazy streak, that will uh, that will maybe change the conversation a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. But nobody's done that yet. And the Jays are certainly as capable as any of the others to do a thing like that. Uh, and they got a nice schedule sort of coming up, too. They which, do. Uh, they would would do well to take advantage of, which, you know, easier said than done. But, but yeah, it's looking all right. Uh, let's change gears a little bit. We'll talk about, so we talked about injuries a couple of got Marcus Strada came out of his start with a bit of a stiff back, which I guess is kind of a thing that's ongoing. But Yeah, and he says he's on track to... To make his next start, which is going to be in Colorado, which is going to be interesting. That will be interesting. Yeah, uh, the Rockies have, will always find a way to lose, though. That's true. That's true. It, even if you know you're maybe from a fantasy baseball perspective, you maybe want to give <laughs> Marco Estrada a seat on the bench, but you're still going to go. He's still got a pitch. But yeah, the Rockies will find a way to lose. 
Yeah, Tulo's just gonna gonna show him. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Hopefully he's still healthy next, <laughs> next week when yeah. they show up. But it'd be a nice moment for him, I'm sure. Be so that would be weird. He talked about it today. I said it sounded like he was not uh, really looking forward to the circus that it might be. He said you know, it which be, it will be. Yeah, he's like, him. oh, he misses the fans and players, like lots of people there, but mm-hmm. not looking forward to being asked every minute about his exit and his comments. And Nolan Arenado throwing kites across the field from one day <laughs> to the next. Come. Take me away. Yeah. So, nice. but yeah, that'll that'll at least be interesting. That'll be a bit of a circus uh, for the fine. The, the, if, I assume there's baseball fans in Colorado. I don't know if anyone's ever actually watched a Rockies game. They, uh, people who go to the stadium love it. They have a great time. Oh, Apparently good. it's an amazing fan experience. There's amazing beer there. There's amazing views. People... Denver's one of those cities that when you move there, you wonder, like, why have we not been living here all along? Uh, sure. But it's like the, the, the I think the Rockies are similar to the Diamondbacks, but not nearly as bad in terms of having no fans. Yeah, I no, I don't. Remember there was that guy. I think we had him on the old podcast. It was like a British guy that wrote about the Diamondbacks. I don't know. That sound familiar, actually. But like, which that was like the best you could do. It's like an expat. <laughs> like, oh, this baseball is great. In it. And start talking about, but because the Diamondbacks are, you know, there's no fans to appreciate how good Paul Goldschmidt is. Yeah, there's some Rockies fans, but uh, uh, there, yeah, there's there's fans. I just don't know if it would make the same sort of ripple as it if you know had it been like when and Jose Batista returns to Toronto as a Diamondback next year. <laughs> well, that won't be for three years. <laughs> oh yeah, it'll be when, when he's played himself. Well, he can't play first base in Arizona. <laughs> he's out of luck. Maybe he'll make the sh- shift uh, back to third. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a demand in his contract that he plays right field. He is a right fielder. You think so? I don't know. Why not third base? He played center field. He, you know what he told me one time? He told me he played anywhere but catcher. So, well, that's nice. Shortstop. Well, I, Shortstop. I, I, Jose Bautista. Yeah. I love Jose. I, 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 I don't know how well he, he'll handle the, uh, the more humbling aspects of his later career here. I think he's felt the humbling has been taken care of. <laughs> uh, and so when it comes to being like, hey, dude. Maybe right field is getting a bit of a problem. Uh, I don't know. Well, right field at the Yankee Stadium is super easy. It's so shallow. <laughs> you know what? If Beltran can do it, goddamn Bautista can do it. Yeah, and then it's only a couple years till Harper comes and displaces him over to first. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, me, really? You think it's going to be Machado? Harper will be a Dodger. No, no, they're going to get both. And Machado? Machado and Harper. No, it's, Trout will be... A Dodger. Okay. It'll be Trout and Harper in, in L.A. Manny Machado will be a Yankee. Making $400 million. Because they have well, Seager. They have Corey Seager. They don't need yeah. They don't need Machado. When you're... Yeah. <laughs> I will find a new sport it's to like... watch. If all this stuff yeah, transpires, exactly. this will be this will become the West Ham Ajax podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hammers all day. Can't even... Can't even get up for Ajax all day, Jesus Christ! Um, but the, the weird thing is, I'm thinking about this, and like the reflex in my head is like, ah, free agent contracts. It's gonna—they're all gonna be like 28, 26 when the, when those contracts. Yeah, fuck. All those, all three of those guys. Harper, or uh, obviously Trout will be a little bit older because he signed. He already signed that right extension. Next, Trout makes like what, fifteen or sixteen right now. Next year he goes up to thirty-four million bucks a year. And then he makes that for three more years. Which is still a ridiculous bargain. Yeah. It is. Because he's mm. not a pitcher. 
Uh, he's great. Uh, speaking of pitchers, though, and we talk about recoveries, people on the way back. Brett Cecil. Yeah. Forgotten man. A little I, bit. Uh, the bullpen, it started to look not terrible. It's nice. It, it it helps when you face bad teams, I think. Sure does. Yeah. Sure. When you face teams <laughs> that can't really hit. Uh, or when you face the Orioles, they can hit. That's all they can do. Yeah. But, I mean, Brett Cecil, real Brett Cecil, would, it would be an amazing compliment to this bullpen because it's obviously so incredibly right-handed. And because... You know, guys like Grilly are known for their sort of split issues, mm-hmm. where Cecil is not known for that, but if you can use him to get lefties out first and foremost, you're laughing. Yeah, that's a huge advantage. No, if, if, if he comes back like uh, mm-hmm. like we expect, like we expect Even to see this Even 80% of what he, like, yeah, he was no, so he good was last so good couple last years, he didn't have to before, be that, yeah. but, uh, and Franklin Morales, yeah. his contract <laughs> secured. <laughs> yeah. Miracle. He's better. That's weird, isn't it? Uh, that's cynical. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I, I don't know. No, I'm sure I'm sure if he could have pitched, he would have seen the opportunity in this bullpen uh, a month ago. True. Or even right now. Uh, right now, I don't... I mean, you can't... What can you do with Morales if he gets healthy? You can't, don't get healthy too quick. You know, if Gerardo goes down for Brett Cecil, which of those scums is going down for... Is Loop still around? Down? No, loops down. Really? Yeah. Well, I think it's, that's. It, I, I mean, I would, I would hesitate to say it's you know a bullpen crunch by any stretch because you know they're terrible uh, for the most part. But uh, I don't know. And like, what they got Siciliani up right now. They got they mm-hmm. got a lot of sort of. There are roster implications of these guys. Yeah. All, well, and we haven't. I've been saving. So what's the other one? It might. It's another month or so because he's already working out. It's Colabella. Colabella, yeah. What do you do with Colabella? You send him to Buffalo. It, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Like, activate him. Like, once he's activated, you I think you, right Yeah, on. I think you can option him, right? Yeah. I would assume he has options left. I would say that... I think they were thinking about optioning him. I think that was the thing, right? Before the suspension came down. They were like, yeah. He was obviously playing and distracted. Reliever-wise... If you want to bring in Morales, you're looking at Biagini. He's a Rule Five guy, so he's so, stuck. Yeah, you're not going to give him up. You're probably you're not, not with, give him not up. with what you've seen. No, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. You can ride. You can ride the zero with Biagini being yeah. if if at worst, you know, he kind of got overused a little bit. Probably got a little yeah. bit exposed, but he pitched well enough to say like that's a guy you want to have in your bullpen yeah. for the minimum. And as long as you can get through this year, then you can go back. Then he yeah, he's not Rule Five in perpetuity. Yeah. He's yeah. he's yeah. It's yours once you get through the year with him. So that's probably a thing. Just ask Lionel DeShields Jr. He's in the minor leagues right now. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what they do with Morales. Maybe maybe nothing. Maybe they don't bring him up when he's healthy. Maybe he takes a little bit longer. Um, going back to the Colabella thing. So you, mm-hmm. you send Colabella down to the minor leagues. You option him to get... you. They'll say stuff about getting reps and getting game speed and whatever. Uh They'll ignore the fact that he was so bad at the beginning of the year, presumably because he had stuff going on, because he right. knew he was going to get suspended. Um, also, presumably because he's never really, not that really good. Uh, how good does he have to perform? How well, excuse me, does mm. he need to perform in Buffalo or AAA, given the opportunity, to earn a spot back with the Major League team? Because he can't play in the playoffs. Yeah. And there's the... Before September? You think, you, you think you'll even see him before September? I, no, I don't. I think no. that's kind of where I'm going with this. Yeah. Is that there's no, I don't think you'll see him before September. 
There's no room unless, you know, unless Smoke gets hurt. And it's a like-for-like like replacement. Like, where where else is he coming up? What is he doing? Yeah. There's no way I've asked or, for him. Or, you know, if someone else, if someone even better gets hurt. Let's not think about that. But you see right now with with Donaldson, who got hurt a little bit today, and he DH'd a couple times in the last week or so. It's a really it's really nice to be able to move guys in and out of there. Mm-hmm. And also, when you know that you can sit down a smoke, or if it is Colabella, because you're not losing that much. You know, it's not like, well, we've got to keep him in the lineup, you know, with Encarnacion. Yeah, it's true. You do what you do to keep him in, then everyone else can move around him. So, I don't know. I'd, yeah, I'd be surprised to see a lot of of Colabello at all this year. Yeah, I think so. I think he'd have to go nuts. And, you know, even if he did go nuts down there, what does that mean? I mean, the guys will stick up for their teammates. Pilar obviously came out really like strongly yeah. in favor of him. Yeah, they but, all, they've all forgotten about that by now. Yeah, I don't because so many of them, <laughs> so many of them come out so strongly against these guys to get caught. Yeah, I think it depends on who they are. Probably, yeah. Right, that seems like I feel as though if you're a certain kind of guy and you get busted, <laughs> the opinions are strong versus poor. He was a good guy, got good grades, kept to himself. Yeah, <laughs> love video games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what will happen. I don't know what Chris Colabello's future is. I think is kind of where I'm going with this. Um, and Franklin Morales, you make a good point. He's he His status is uncertain as well. Yeah. Whoop-de-fucking-do. He cannot be optioned. He doesn't have options left. Who does Morales. Colabello can. Oh, yeah. Morales, no. I would imagine not. Uh, we talked about guys who are really good. Evan and Carnacion. So the Ridiculous. He, Pay him. So you've been going on and on and on about this. Let's fucking pay him already. I remember, what was it, was it like they, a non-starter for them was like two years? That was the thing, that was sort of the griping that was going on at the start in in camp. Like, oh, they weren't really thinking about, huh, go to three years then. Easy. Go to four. Yeah, why not? It's fucking Edwin. Go to four. Give him, take the Victor Martinez contract, slide it across the table. Hmm. If you can get it back before he's finished signing it, <laughs> then you walk away. Yeah. Because if, if I'm in Carnacion, that's that's at least a starting point. Yeah. Just do it already. Come on. They're not, I mean, they're... That Victor Martinez contract is kind of crazy. It is, it, it's, yeah, it's insane. But I mean, I think Victor, uh, Victor was two years older than Edwin is now. He was almost the same age as Bautista. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so... I don't know. Edwin keeps but on being Edwin. He's only he keeps hitting like this. It's going to it's changing the conversation. It's making more people inclined yeah. to to want. Another thing, not to steal too much of Brunt's uh, spiel at uh, pitch talks, but he was like, you know, I think the the front office guys, the sets he gets, is saying, you know, they came in, they're like they're looking at the two guys, the two free agents. Really like Batista. He's the guy who you know takes care of his body, does all the new age stuff that this front office is really you know into, and Edwin. Doesn't really do that. Edwin looks like Edwin, and Edwin is Edwin. Uh, and so he he said his sense sort of at first was like, okay, they're kind of into this one, uh, and then that maybe somewhere along the line they've sort of switched and think and are thinking like, okay, no, no, Edwin Edwin is the guy here. Batista's going to ring every dollar he, that he can out mm. of whoever he can ring those dollars out of. Uh, and it's like we've been just saying all along, all all along. Uh, and again, we're guilty of talking about the future too much. But yeah, uh, Edwin seems to want to be here. Fucking pay him. He's great. Look at him. He's being really good. 
Not a good base runner. Not a, no position. No, but you don't need. Yeah. You you, you got a spot at DH. There you go. There you go. Three uh, years, four years if you have to. Fine, I'm fine with that. Edwin should be fine with that. Yeah. I don't see why he wouldn't be. Who which team? Who who on you know what team's given him five? Nobody. Nobody's given him five. There aren't enough teams to offer that. Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Boston is the one people always think because their guy says he's going to retire. He's going to retire. I think, well, I, after the fucking spiral of death that they have in the second half here, when, when it all <laughs> just gets sad and it all ends in tears <laughs> at the bottom of the sea. Well, the bottom of the, the, bottom of the sea, uh, you know, it's, it's good for the bone. Yeah, uh, you, can't, you, can't, you can't tell if they're tears. At the bottom of the sea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, so yeah, though, yeah, he probably will. But I don't know. It's like it's like the Machado uh, thing you say with the Yankees. I you know I like the idea of just being like, oh, you think think this is your guy? Fuck you. We're gonna don't let Boston do that to the Jays, like they already fucking did with David Price. <laughs> Fuck that. A little bit different. A little bit, but different. but still, and yet the same. Uh Rather than talk about the future, as we tend to do, let's mm. talk about the past. The other thing we, we teased at the beginning was okay. the uh, Miami oh, yeah. Herald article <laughs> yeah. that claims that the Marlins were offered one of Noah Syndergaard, Aaron Sanchez, and Justin Nicolino. Mm. And in <laughs> that enormous package that included Danny Hechevarria and... Henderson Alvarez. Henderson Alvarez and Jake Marisnik. Right. Uh, and somebody else. Oh, and Disco Fanny. Uh, Anthony Disco yeah. Fanny. Uh, the Marlins, in their infinite wisdom, <laughs> yeah. chose Justin Nicolino. Well, he had a strong record at Double A. He was the lefty of the group. Soft tosser. They had that big park. Well, he wasn't at, but they were at, oh, He at, probably was at the end, but still been in A ball. They were at A ball. Yeah, that's fucking amazing. If that's true. And again, as I said before, this guy Clark Spencer, who's a you know good beat writer really? for the Marlins, uh, it's not he's not just well, what would they say, whistling Dixie? He's not doing that. I don't know if that's what that idiom means, but he's yeah, he's not, what, what, he's what not is, telling he's not does, telling tales out of school here. He's not just making stuff up. Yeah, uh, somebody tells here that uh, Jason Parks on on Baseball Prospectus they claim yeah that he talked about Nicolino being his favorite of the three at the time, which is. A very mean and rude thing to say about Jason Parks. <laughs> uh, I, Jason Parks the, uh, was great on that podcast for a while. Mm. I can't. The one thing I I would always not it's not a criticism. He's a scout. He was hired from his mm. internet scouting was uh, that. I, and I can see maybe guys falling in love with cute picks, guys who are pitchability. Or when he was always they were he was always going on and on with Austin Hedges, the catcher, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like oh, just a beautiful defensive catcher, catch and throw, framing all the defensive tools, just Has- such a, hashtag slack, hashtag wet. Yeah, well, but like to me, it's similar, right? You're kind of missing the forest for the trees in a way because it's like Austin Powers is just or Austin Powers, Austin yeah. Hedges is this amazing <laughs> defensive catcher. It's like yo, he cannot hit at all, <laughs> right? And there's a chance, yeah, he can have like carve out a career as a big leaguer based on those catch and throw skills. Mm-hmm. 
but like he he's his bat is so far behind that it would it's difficult to imagine him kicking around for too long. Not that he won't, but, right? And I think you could maybe say the same about the the command and control lefty. Mm-hmm. So you got these two big arm goons on either side of him, and then here this guy comes in just painting, you know, <laughs> looking like a looking like the high A version of, of Marco Estrada, right? And you just. I, well, I think this is what it is. I think this, you know, that's why mentioning parks. Uh, there, there are there are people who could and could conceivably have thought that way at the time. Yeah, which which again, <laughs> you maybe you, if you're in, especially in a big trade like that with so many moving pieces, you ask the one guy and and you you talked yourself into this is what Nicolino going to be. He only throws ninety miles an hour, ninety one when he's twenty, but it'll be fine. And then here we are now, and he's like on the shuttle between Miami yeah. and New Orleans, wherever their AAA team is. Um, no, Syndergaard's destroying eating planets. Aaron Sanchez has kind of figured it all out, showing yeah. like, hey, when you throw 98 miles an hour, you throw it, doesn't matter where you throw it, guys aren't going to hit it. Yeah. Uh, and Disco Fanny is actually really good. Yeah, he's been all right. He's turned too. out really yeah. well. He's back from the DL, pitching pretty well for the Reds. Nobody notices because it's for the Reds, but... They're a disgrace. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. But that, like, the implications for that, for not only the Blue Jays, but for the Mets as well, is huge. It really is. And yeah. the Marlins. If that had happened, the whole 2015 thing was just, like, as good as done. Oh, my God, yeah. They, like, we, they would, there would have been a parade that no one would have attended, <laughs> but they would have, they would have done it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it's crazy. I, somebody said on Twitter, I think I wrote this as well, like... Well, one one thing is now the Jays aren't the only team that lost Syndergaard in that trade, basically, which is nice, which is comforting for Jays. For, for people like you and me who are just yeah. looking to attach, just like, <laughs> ship yeah. that fucking baggage off somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but also, I mean, conceivably, if that's what they were doing there, and then with the Dickey thing, if they're like, all right, take one of these two, what if the, what if the Marlins took Syndergaard and the Mets were like, all right, we'll take Sanchez. Sanchez, we could have been, we could have been sitting on... Just Dustin Nicolino, Justin Nicolino. Uh, which is to say that as bad a worst case scenario as this may have been for the Jays, it really wasn't the worst case scenario. It could have been quite a bit worse. <laughs> it could have actually. been considerably worse. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's crazy to think. It's also crazy to go back to that deal and think about that they gave all that up for out of that trade. The most valuable player was Mark Burley. Yeah. By a significant margin. Sadly so, yeah. Uh, Eating those innings. Soaking them up like <laughs> a big old sponge. Because, and when I was tweeting about it today, I had, I literally forgot about Josh Johnson. <laughs> I saw you said that. I was like, I did not, because I remember like talking to people on the Twitter about, well... What do you think it's going to take to re-sign Josh Johnson? You know, if he has a big year, he could be looking at, you know, 100 million contract. Because he, you know, he was coming off, I think he was coming off like a five and a half win season. After, you know, he'd, he'd come back from being hurt and was obviously fucking amazing before he got hurt the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and holy shit, yeah, then he became extremely forgettable. Uh, you also don't forget, uh, didn't he have like a giant mess of hair? Like just a giant nest of hair with in the, the Padres, Padres dugout? There's, there's some yeah. great photos of him with yeah. like this huge... Tra- because you see, he has had... <laughs> Uh, this past fall, he had not his second, but his third Tommy John. That works well, doesn't it? That usually that usually goes well. I was looking up. I was looking for a guy to kind of compare him to, because 
so much time has passed and pitching in the National League so maybe people who would listen now wouldn't don't remember or don't maybe didn't have that kind of appreciation for how good Josh Johnson was. Mm-hmm. Basically, his numbers are almost as were up until about he was until his, through his age twenty six season. Uh, he was basically the same as, as Garrett Cole, right? Garrett that's, Cole, that who seems was like first good, overall pick, seems a good comparison. Yeah, yeah, and like he the numbers was, are phenomenally yeah. similar, except that Cole now throws a little bit harder than than, than Johnson did, but he still Josh Johnson threw so hard that crazy two seamer. Embarrassed people. Did two back to back five win seasons. He was amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, he was really, really fucking good. We were very excited when that trade happened. And, and I and I think to bring it back to this this Nicolino thing is like, for my money, there is. I I would have uh, maybe the Red Sox and the Cardinals, but like in terms of just straight player development, the Marlins are right there at the top of the league. Because they don't have anything. That's all. That's all they got. Yeah, that's true. Right. You look at the players that they they drafted and have developed, and like the they have a winning record right now. They're sort of on the periphery of the wild card race, but like, and that's with getting nothing from Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, he's been who, crazy bad this year. Who was like a football player <laughs> that played first base in college or in high school, and they drafted him in the second round and turned him into this like insane power hitting monster mm-hmm. Christian Yelich who was a baseball player who was a first baseman as well because he was left handed played a bit outfield turned him into like just some kind of line drive machine they have yeah. Ozuna they have so many good players around their diamond that they that even they can miss out and make a, a, an egregiously bad choice that's okay that's a nice way to look at it because, and it happens to everybody and but and you know again if I want to give them credit it's that they were more than happy to be like this Reyes thing is going to end in tears because he's an old shortstop <laughs> or Josh Johnson's done. It's funny how watching him up close made uh, it look a little different than watching from afar. Who Reyes? Yeah. Well, you don't see the best of him because he was such a he was amazing. Yeah, he was when he was stealing he seventy was bases so a year incredible. and hitting like fifteen triples and doing whatever. But. Anybody sign him yet? Anybody figure out what's going on there? No. I don't even care. No. But, uh... Yeah, every, everybody misses. Everybody misses. Everybody yeah. misses. And if sometimes you... you, you, you The Nicolinos... Nicolino over Syndergaard will keep you up at night. Yeah. Or the Syndergaard for Dickey will keep you up at night. Jays blew a first rounder on this uh, on this guy profiles as a reliever, this tiny guy, uh, a couple <laughs> years back. Yeah. They, they, they forget they, his name. They gambled. They gambled. They thought they could turn him into a starter. Yeah. You know, are we going there? You take your shot. I don't know. Ooh, what Stro- Stromero? We kind of did this a couple episodes ago. It hasn't got any better. The Stromero thing. Arden Dwelling had a really good uh, tweet storm. Or yes, I saw that kind of string of tweets about about Ricky Romero. He pitched through so much pain, and he kept pitching when his knees were slowly being ground to dust. I brought this up too. There's a credit where it's due. There's a Cajal Kelly piece of the Globe and Mail talking to Romero last spring when he was you know, on his last legs, for lack of a, you know, for, pardon the pun, uh, with the Jays before they released him, uh, talking about you know, get, like getting two knees rebuilt and success, like they had to stagger him so he wouldn't have like them both done at the same time, and uh, and asking the doctor about what it looked like in there, and the doctor saying, well, like, how are you walking? let alone pitching. Like, his knees were just so fucked up. And he couldn't really... It didn't... It didn't look like it they were, necessarily. Mm-hmm. But he was pitching in so much pain, like you say. Like, it's it's amazing that 
especially with pitchers, you only think of their injuries or their body in terms of their arm, shoulder, elbow, mm-hmm. right? Then as it, but then you see the toll, the toll it takes on the rest on the rest of their bodies, and then and what happens when uh, one of those parts in that machinery isn't working right, like with Lincecum with his hip, mm-hmm. or and I I think back to I did a story or a video a few years ago when I talked to Romero about the grind of the season. And he's just I remember that, pitching yeah. through pain and doing yeah. all that stuff. And I'm in my head thinking he's talking about his arm. Yeah. But now in, in hindsight, it's like, no, he's talking about his, his knees, which probably just were screaming at him in agony every single day. Yeah. Night. No, the, the Kelly story is about, it, 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 I linked it in the Romero thing that I did, but it's, you know, it's talking about how at that time he, he noticed that if Romero is having a conversation with somebody in the clubhouse and it starts to feel like the conversation is going to go on for a while, Ricky just sort of quietly ends up, you know, shuffling over and leaning against a wall or sitting down, you know, stuff like that, that you, you know, once you realize what's going on, you had noticed those things a lot more. And Romero himself said that, you know, he would look back and look at him uh, in his best years and thought that, you know, his lower half was much more explosive towards the plate when, you know, went before his knees went out on it. I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see the difference. I don't think a lot of people saw the difference because everybody was like, mm-hmm. what is this mystery that's wrong with him? Uh, but yeah, there it was. I mean, that's, that's really all that it is, and that I think is what Arden said, and why you know mm-hmm. you're bringing it up because people talking about uh, Strowman, uh, that's it. There's just it's not the same thing at all. To bring up the, what you know, what happened with Romero is uh, it's partly I think a function of their personality and their being sort of boisterous guys and and social media people and and uh, mm-hmm. and that they're young men. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and, and yeah, and, and well. Yeah, and Arden also made a good point about the fact that Strowman hasn't achieved anything compared to Ricky Romero. Oh, Romero was an all star. He was an all star. He he got Cy Young votes. He he pitched two hundred innings, however many times he was like four or five one guy. Uh, That's a lot, and that's that's something that Strowman will have to get to still. Mm -hmm. Um, And to get there, he has to sort out what it is that's going on. I don't know that I necessarily want to delve into the should they send him down or not which yeah i, I don't know, think like, that i think that's Toronto so. has been kind of yeah this is me making a wank off motion uh no i don't think it's gonna happen anyway right so no so it's probably pointless to talk about I, at least at least not in the short term uh so yeah i don't i don't see the point of doing that and uh, again, to fall back on my crutch of this week of uh, the Blair Brunt thing at the Pitch Talks, you know, they were talking about, I think Blair said, the, the talking to Gibbons, they just think it's a thing that Stroman has to pitch his way out of, you know, that he's, uh, his hand's not on top, like not getting on top of the ball, he's coming, the ball's coming out, uh, you know, his hand's kind of, like, kind of on the side, and so things are flat, things aren't, uh, I don't know if it's the spin rate, he said he was talking about Atkins, loving, loving watching the spin rate stuff, which is, uh, which probably is good. Uh, for you know, for Ross Atkins, but yeah, so they but they think it's I don't know if the what they think he's fatigued or what it is, they just think it's a mechanical thing he's gonna have to keep working away to keep on top of that ball. Pitching in the minor leagues isn't gonna fix that. No, that's a, keeping right. him here with the if that's something that's a big that's a factor, if that's a if that's something that they're gonna monitor, spin yeah. right, you know, they, maybe they don't think they have the inside edge or the sport track systems at what's it, Coca Cola Field, right? Whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, Wilkes was, yeah, Bar or Scranton or wherever the hell he'd be dragging his ass around to. <laughs> right. Uh, if you can afford to to run him out there and let his get let him get his head kicked in a little bit, then do it. 
I mean, different regime, but I mean, Drew Hutchison made a whole lot of starts for this team last year, despite getting the fucking shit canned all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And sometimes showing flashes where they were better, but yeah, because that's, I I don't know, because that's not what you do. It's you have to manage personalities a bit you have to man and and yeah i think i talked to one of the i think it was matt Gwynn, one of the bp toronto guys who said you know a good point in saying that if you don't have anything specific that he's going down to work on like if it's just punishment yeah what, like what true. is that doing and what a, like i'll take my chances with stroman the odds of stroman getting it right in his next start over the odds of drew hutchison coming up and being any good well and you you can only pull that trigger once right you can't if, especially if, if in the back of your mind you have Drew Hutchison in mind to stretch out Aaron Sanchez. Right? Yeah, to and I think that's entirely... Make Aaron Sanchez would, work or... Yeah. I don't think that's the back of their mind. Either. No, that's, that's what Hutchison is going to do, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool. All right, that, that's about it. Uh, do you have a parting shot this week? No, I don't have a parting shot this week. No. We brought them back. <laughs> keep keep not thinking about it. Okay, here's my here's my parting shot. Yeah, I should I really should think about the podcast more than like one day a week. Really got some some bells and whistles. We should uh, I should, should try to implement tighten up some tighten up that uh, that iTunes page. You know, but you know what would really help me doing that? People uh, throwing some dollars my way. Throw throw some Patreon dollars on there, and that'll get me all excited to 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 make this all even better. I'll put some uh, some, some Patreon dollars. Will I help? <laughs> yeah, probably. I'll just like it's just circling forever. The only person who really benefits then is like Patreon. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's who we were really working for. Their fees. They're, they're no, they're no joke. Uh, I don't really have a parting shot either. I went to see thrice yesterday. It was awesome. There you go. Uh, it was a, it was a good crowd. There was a lot of people there, and it was a not it was a good mix. We we last week we had been talking about dads, right? Uh, yeah. And there was still a dad vibe. They were like they were like true dads, not like not trying not to be a dad, dads, right? Right. But, but like actual dads and their kids and as as one might expect, yeah. A lot of skate shoes. A lot of people wearing like <laughs> etnies. Any of those curry twos there? Or, uh... There they. I said they were dads, so obviously <laughs> they were curry too. Yeah, it was great. Um, go if you have a chance. If you don't do it often, go see a watch a band play. It's pretty fun. I yeah, I'm going. I'm going to Quebec for that rock fest, dude fest thing this weekend. Fun. Yeah, festivals. I can't get into outdoor festivals so much, but I do this one once a year. That's about it. Yeah, it's uh, living in the dirt. It's a lot. I think we've rented trailers. We're we're like going to be luxurious. I expect literally nothing less. Yeah, <laughs> from you and well, mostly from Bo. Last year I camped in a swamp, yeah, and no it's thanks. like you know what? A little bit extra. Get a share a trailer. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna get be in a damn trailer. I'm old and spoiled. This show I went to last night, uh, three bands, three band show, which mm-hmm. is the perfect number. <laughs> I and, think that is for young people as well, just not for promoters who are catering to young people. Oh man, I remember going to shows that were like five, so and many six bands, bands. Yeah. and even in that, like, in, not a festival, but but it's like a concert, like an indoor thing where some poor band is being forced out on the stage at like six fifteen. Yeah, yeah. It's like nobody's there yet, but get out and play. <laughs> yeah, if you want to say you're on this bill and tell people to come, mm-hmm. you're playing at six fifteen. But when I was young, and especially, so. I, I was thinking back to uh, where the venue was at a place I had never been before. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had been to a warp tour, which is kind of like a festival, like mm-hmm. 15 years ago there. And I don't, I, I was at that age, I was so hyped to go to see the, all these different bands that I don't even think I realized, you know, that cool view of the city uh, from, <laughs> from over there, from like the Portlands area, the dock, the docks or whatever. I don't remember it, looking at it or relishing it or anything, which I do now. I'm old and like, mm-hmm. ooh, buildings are cool. But back then, I was just like, get me in front of every single one of these shitty, terrible, forgettable bands because I am just so here for that. Right. Which is, this music's great. Yeah, that's well, nice. It's fun. It's nice for the kids and the dads. And the dads. Yeah. Dads love dad rock. Can't have one without the other. That's it for this edition of Birds All Day, uh, the Wednesday slash Thursday edition. Uh, thank you again to everyone who does, in fact, go over to Patreon and uh, and and help. To... Don't don't fall prey to my cynical speech making there at the end. No, unless unless you really prey. want to, yeah, go ahead. Fall, fall, fall prey. <laughs> fall, fall until we fall. Uh, that's it. Yeah, thanks again. Enjoy the games. Who are they play this weekend? White Sox. Chris Sale on Sunday. Sale versus uh, Stromero. <laughs> Just shameless. Uh, that's good. <laughs> the two out of three is not bad. Yeah. <laughs> two off days this week. That's fine. All right, that's it for this edition of Birds All Day. We'll talk to you next week.